0: David Lightman, McClatchy, D.C. No real segue to that. Um, we got some serious stuff to talk about. David, good
2: morning. How are you? <laughs> Fine. Yeah, mud. We don't have mud hogs down here. We do have sunshine and have, tell them to play the game down here. It's still supposed to be warm on Sunday.
0: Yeah, my uh, my actually my son who plays football on Sundays is in D.C. now on a school trip, and oh, uh, we're trying to keep him from being you know too cynical about about American government, but um, we're working on it. I uh, Mike wow. Mike Johnson, yeah. uh, you know. It's kind of amazing, I guess. Maybe the fact that it was so easy for him to get in—was it fatigue? Was it like, okay, well, Trump let us know what to do, and now we got to do it? Like, I don't explain to me how it was so painful and then it became so easy.
2: Yeah, a combination of things. As the week began, it was clear most members, uh, Republican men, were just sick of this. They knew they were getting hammered. They knew they looked terrible in the eyes of the public, and they wanted to get back to actually doing stuff. So Emmer seemed an obvious choice. Mild-mannered guy, well-liked, but the Trump people would not forgive him for not voting to overturn the 2020 election. Um, And as you see, they sabotaged him, and he was gone in a matter of hours. So then there's Johnson, who's out there, who wants to run, who uh, is respected by the conservative, far-right conservatives. And here's the key with Johnson. He doesn't have any real enemies. I mean, yeah, people disagree with him a lot, but he's not one of these, how can I put it? Uh, he's not like Jim well-known. Jordan. He's
0: not ranting and raving yeah, all the time.
2: Exactly. He's not McCarthy. He's not Jordan. He's not Scalise, who has built up enemies over time. He's kind of a, a mild, pleasant guy. He doesn't offend. You go up to him. If you were to walk in your studio right now, you'd shake your hand. You'd have a nice conversation. That says, in politics, that means a lot. I mean, look, Chris Dodd told me a million years ago that one of the keys, said, don't make enemies disagree without being disagreeable, just don't take that extra step where you get you know, too mean. And that's Mike Johnson. So here we are.
0: Yeah, it's pretty, pretty unbelievable. The real question is uh, are they, he seems organized, right? I mean, even though he's never been in the role, and the one thing I would say, it seems like they're gonna, the votes are going to happen. Is November 17th we're going to be okay? Like wh- what are we going to do here?
2: Yeah, he's saying that uh, he will extend the. He wants to extend the shutdown deadline into January, maybe even in April. Uh, if he says that he's probably not going to get a ton of resistance, uh, they're doing spending bills now. They passed one yesterday on energy and water. They'll do three more next week, so they're moving. They're starting to go ahead and actually pass the agenda, and then they'll be compromised with the Senate and et cetera. His path at the moment is smooth. How long that'll last, though? You know, you and I could be talking next week about new chaos because he's never run anything like this before. The guy's never even chaired a committee. Plus, he's got all these factions to deal with, the same factions that prevented Scalise and Emmer and Jordan and McCarthy from reaching the top. They're still out there. Well, Can maybe, he unify them somehow? I we'll see. Yeah. I'm well, not sure.
0: Maybe we're talking with David Lightman from McClatchy DC here on Brian and Company. Maybe they everyone collectively realizes the potential damage in twenty twenty four and maybe they're just sort of sobering up to that. But you talked about what's getting done. What where are we on potential aid for Ukraine and Israel? Will it be coupled with other stuff? Will it be split? what what's
2: gonna happen there? Oh boy, that's the no one knows. I mean the Senate they think they have the votes to have a $105 billion package with Ukraine, Israel, border security, etc. The House, who the heck knows? I mean, this is one of the wild cards. You have a speaker now who was not in favor uh, or had, was skeptical about aid, additional aid to Ukraine. But, but once people become leaders, things change or often change. Will this guy change? Will he realize now that he speaks now for the caucus, for the 221 Republicans, and not just for his Louisiana district? And that's, that's the question. That's sort of like when people become governors or presidents. They realize for the common good you know, they can't be far left, far right anymore. Sometimes they're not, as we've seen recent, uh, recently. But uh, you don't know. No, I think uh, when we left yesterday, uh, the mood was, how can I put this, very, very mellow, if you will. Yeah. You know, after Emmer left, it was the strangest thing for all this turmoil and backbiting. All of a sudden, when Johnson's name came up, all the reporters, people in the halls, etc., said, yeah, he's going to get it. This will be done by evening. It was we, like enough already. We got
0: the sense, you know, I got the sense from afar, the same thing. So it's interesting yeah. that vibe emanated from... From Washington, and we'll see. We'll see what I I find. Listen, I I, I, there's so much of the system I find broken, but I think it's kind of forget your politics for a second. It's just kind of cool that the two most powerful Republicans in the House are from Louisiana. (laughs) I know. You know, it's just bizarre, but but it's still one of those things that makes the country kind of cool because that can happen. And uh, you know, some people were saying that was a a reason that he might not get it, but it it didn't even come up. Uh, We're talking Uh, with David Lightman from McClatchy, D.C. Uh, Let's talk about Biden for a couple quick seconds here. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a congressman who wants to primary him now. He's skipping New Hampshire to continue to nod to South Carolina and his friend, Mr. Clyburn. Uh, I mean, talk about those two things.
2: Yeah, Dean Phillips, congressman from Minnesota, wants to primary him. Uh, Democrats changed the rules, so basically they'd start in South Carolina, which is a more diverse state. Uh, the African-American voting population there is huge, I think, for a Democratic primary. It's, it could be as high as 40, 50 percent, uh, which gives a huge advantage to Biden, who Jim Clyburn, the veteran congressman, uh, has been a Biden fan for a while. He arguably helped put him over the top four years ago. Um, you get these candidates who primary them because they, frankly, uh, want people like me to write stories about them and their points of view. Uh, and they hope lightning will strike. Look, that's what you have in the Republican field. You have Donald Trump at 55 or something, and you get everybody else trailing at 13. Well, one of them hopes that all of a sudden, boom, and it happens. Uh, you know the history. Yep. happened to Gary Hart 40, 40 years ago. Um, yeah, think about the names, You know, the Steve Forbes, the uh, uh, Bill Bradleys, that kind of thing. They may not win, but they make their point, and often they affect policy.
0: Is it um, striking to anybody how influential Trump was? I mean, there were some people – I heard somebody on cable news saying, well, you know, Trump doesn't change votes in Congress, but he can move people. said some sort of weird equivocation. It's clear that he still – I mean, he absolutely dictated the decision here. I mean, it, it, is yeah. there any talk about how that is uh, – that you have someone who's the Speaker of the House who – didn't certify the election and has very strong views on some very, very, very turbulent social issues.
2: Oh, let me tell you, you people, well, Democrats are very disturbed by this and there are a lot of Republicans, not a lot, but there are some Republicans who are very disturbed by this. Ask Republican congressmen in New York. There's four or five of them from Long Island, Westchester County and so forth. They're not, you know, this guy's views does not reflect theirs, but back to Trump. Yeah. I mean, don't discount his influence. And not only is he a former president, and you know he got he helped a lot of these guys get elected with money with campaign appearances, and as we just said, he's way ahead in the polls i mean he's blowing everybody away, so they don 't want to turn their back on that if you 're a Republican because if you do, you know what comes next
0: yeah you're done you're primaried, and you' you're,
2: you're done yeah, I mean, and they were threatening the primary people. remember if uh, they didn't vote for J- right. for Jordan at one point, the question again is will all this 2020 election stuff, how big a deal is that really going to be when people go to the polls next year? Or are they going to be more concerned with the economy, crime, et cetera, et cetera? And Trump or no Trump, that's what people want to focus on.
0: Yeah, I'm wor- I'm honestly, I'm extremely worried about election day. I'm worried about the what's going to happen at the polls, the way things are going to be characterized, how poll mm-hmm. workers treat. Voters, uh, yeah. I'm worried about polling places. I'm worried about rhetoric put when they close. I, I mean, I can't tell you, it doesn't keep me up at night, but when I think about my worries, that's what I think about.
2: And you're not alone, let me tell you. All over Washington, people will talk about that what happens, not just so much on election day, but afterwards. You know, what if it's one of these things where, you know, Biden barely wins? Oh, my God. And then you have a Speaker of the House who concocted the strategy, right? To get Trump the uh, presidency in 2020. Yeah. I mean, how much power is he going to have? What are the Republicans going to do? Is there going to be another Mike Pence who'll stand up to this? I I know. Believe me, everybody worries about yeah. this.
0: Hey, listen, we appreciate it as always. David, great job. Have a
2: great weekend. Thank you. Enjoy that great weather for a day. Or t- we get it.
1: Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one,